You are listening to Beltway Beef. I am Max Moncaster, the Director of Policy Communications here at NCBA, and today I am joined by Jennifer Houston. She is, of course, NCBA's president, and she's been doing a little bit of traveling recently. Jennifer, do you want to tell us a little bit about your recent trip? Yes, the uh, officers uh, just got back from uh, attending the Mexican Cattlemen's Convention down in Oaxaca, Mexico. We do this each year, uh, in which time we always have a trilateral meeting with the officers of the Mexican Cattlemen, the Canadian Cattlemen, and the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. I would imagine that uh, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement was pretty high on everybody's mind. What was the discussion like about the agreement down there? We had a very, very robust discussion during the meeting. We are all in agreement that this uh, treaty needs to be ratified by all three countries as soon as possible, so much so that we did agree on a statement that will be issued very soon, uh, asking all of our governments to get this done just as quickly as possible. Now, why, I mean, we talk about Mexico a lot, and I know it's something that we certainly on Beltway Beef have talked about before, but why are exports so important, especially to countries like Mexico and Canada? Our exports to Mexico are valuable for a number of reasons, not just the total value of the exports, but also we're able to sell products down there that have little value here in the U.S., uh, tongue, tripe, heart, cuts that we really don't eat a lot of in the U.S., whereas down in Mexico, they have a tremendous value and add a lot to the value of the beef products that we send to Mexico. In fact, in Mexico, when I was eating at a restaurant last week, it was very interesting that there was a tongue entree and there was a ribeye entree, and they were exactly the same price. So those kinds of uh, uh, beef products have value in Mexico. So uh, our, our exports to Mexico and Canada account for about... $70 per fed animal, and that, that's a lot to a feeder cattle producer or fed cattle producer, either one, here in the U.S. Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, I love the story about the ribeye and the tongue being the same just because of overall export values and how we can get the most value out of that carcass. It's really, it's really impressive. And when you look at the numbers, I mean, I think our exports to Mexico have risen by 545% since NAFTA was implemented. What about NAFTA and that kind of basic freight, uh, trade framework helps cattle producers? Yeah, for 25 years, we basically had free and unfettered access to Mexico and Canada, and it's really added value to all of our products. And that's the great thing about the USMCA is that it basically keeps that same free and unfettered access that we've enjoyed for 25 years as we've developed these customers uh, both in Canada, but especially in Mexico, that enjoy U.S. beef and want that high-quality U.S. beef, and they continue to want that access. So that's why all three nations thought it was so imperative that we we band together and say that all three of the cattlemen's associations of these nations want this treaty ratified just as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And going forward, I mean, what do you kind of see as the landscape in Congress, and um, how quickly do you think we could get this agreement passed and, and ratified through? I wish I had a crystal ball for timeline, but we just continue just to hammer on the fact that just as quickly as possible. And I'm optimistic uh, that maybe hopefully something we've done by the end of the year. Uh, You never know with Congress, but we're going to we're going to carry that water and and keep repeating that mantra that just as quickly as we can to all of our leadership. It's important that we get this thing done and across the finish line. Mm -hmm. I know when we had our legislative conference last month here in D.C., USMCA was a a big topic. What was the reception from some of the lawmakers that you went to visit and, and spoke with? I mean, do folks, you think they understand how important it is to, to our industry? I, I really do. I think most everybody certainly 
uh, on both sides of the aisle privately understand what trade does for the United States. And certainly our cattlemen did a good job of really illustrating what free and access, uh, free access to trade does for the beef industry. So I think they get it. I know there's a lot of political landmines that they've got to negotiate, but I think all in all, they get it. And hopefully they'll see the value of, of taking a stand and doing this before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And then and the last thing, I know one thing that we've been emphasizing a lot is that in addition to keeping the beneficial parts of North American trade, one thing that USMCA leaves out is mandatory country of origin labeling. Obviously, NCBA supports voluntary country of origin labeling, but why is it so important for us to not have mandatory country of origin labeling within the text of this agreement? Well, that was a marketing program that just didn't work. It cost billions of dollars. It opened us up to uh, billions of dollars of retaliatory tariffs that we don't need to get into. We need to keep the kind of trade that we've got with the U.S. and Mexico that allows us to develop our customer bases and to sell our product uh, without worrying about artificial uh, hoops being. But like I said, voluntary labeling is great. And when our when our beef is sold in Mexico and Canada, it, it's labeled as U.S. beef. And, and that's what we believe in. The free enterprise system will take care of all of this. NSPA's President Jennifer Houston, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat lots of beef. Make sure to visit our website at www.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at Beltway Beef.